and welcome back to It's a Musical Podcast, a podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he should have seen, and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. I am Drew. And you probably tuned in this week expecting for us to be covering South Pacific. Yes. But, um, it's Freaky Friday. Yeah. So, we are both teachers. We've covered this before. And mm-hmm. we are currently in the process of trying to get back into a work routine, I think. Fair to say? Yeah. Because in the entirety of doing this show, we kind of also had a lot of free time due to, you know, the outside world being a little bit broken. Mm-hmm. So the past few episodes have been... Interesting to try and fit around our, like, real-life work schedule. Exactly. So, I think we got a little complacent this week. Yeah. With the plan to watch South Pacific. Which is little a three-hour-long li- musical. <laughs> yes, I think knowing it was a three-hour-long musical, we dragged our feet a little bit and thought, it's fine, we'll, we'll get to Thursday and we'll do it then. Because, hey... We know we don't have a traditional day at work tomorrow and we can get a bit of a lie in. Mm -hmm. So we went to the platform to watch South Pacific to find that it had been removed 24 hours ago. Yeah, literally it was, it went on Wednesday. Yeah. And we checked it today on Thursday and and it said it had been, it's now gone. So So that's fun. We have recorded the opening audio for South Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> we decided at that point, we cover it in the episode, but the film is probably not yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. We know how I've received older Rogers and Hammersteins and we thought we'd be doing South Pacific a disservice to start with that one. So we are going to leave that audio in the bank mm-hmm. and... Hopefully, Hopefully, the Kelly O'Hara version will be distributed online again at some point. I think it was up there as part of a lockdown kind of sharing this, similar to the shows must go on over here in in England, where they were up for three days. Now, this has been up a lot longer. Mm -hmm. uh, A couple months. Yeah, I think its time had come and the Lincoln Centre have taken it down. Yeah. Which, fab, you know, if it's up for a limited time, we're hoping it'll be up again soon. Mm-hmm. If any of you loyal listeners do find it's gone up online again, let us know so that we can yeah. go back and, and use South Pacific. The good news is we've got half the episode already recorded. Mm-hmm. So we usually record on a Tuesday, Wednesday and lately Thursday. Mm-hmm. So in honour of a brand new recording date and viewing date... Friday this week, mm-hmm. we thought we'd uh, get a little freaky. Yes, so we're watching the DCOM musical Freaky Friday. So I have seen the Lindsay Lohan version. Obviously. Which is a remake of a film from the 80s. There are actually four different versions. Yeah, I so I, I, I know the plot. It's, it's your generic kind of body swap. Yes, but every version of Freaky Friday... Add something new to the formula. Has a different plot. Oh, really? <laughs> the them swapping bodies is like not the main plot of most of them. Well, yeah, because obviously, like you've got a 
teenage daughter and a grown-up mum and you don't know what it's like to be a teenager mm-hmm. and you don't know what I do for you, well, what better way to find it? And obviously, if we've got different films set in different generations, what it means to be a teenager is going to be very, very different. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of aware of the vibe we're getting with this one. You yeah. Know, it's going to be teen comedy. Mm-hmm. Probably not for me. Yeah. I think this is going to be a slog for me. Why? I'm, I don't think I'm a decom person. Okay. I think they look cheap. For those of you that don't know, decom stands for Disney Channel Original Movie, which... I thought it stood for Disney Comedy. No. Oh. Disney Channel Original Movie. And so with this version, Freaky Friday, it's not an official decom because it's not a Disney Channel Original yeah. It's... So it's a DCM. Yeah. A Disney Channel movie. Yeah. However, the I, musical version, the stage musical version that it is based on is Disney musical. But this is an hour and a half, so have they cut content then from the musical Not to a this? whole lot, to be honest. I don't think I'm a decom person. What decoms have you seen? I've seen posters. Okay. More than anything else. And I've, I've seen the posters and, you know... Like you and you watch... know you hate that one song from Teen Beach Movie. Because it's on TikTok all the time. <laughs> I can't stop singing, make it stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I love Teen Beach Movie. I think the thing is, I, I do kind of walk in the living room, like post-gym, Sometimes mm-hmm. when you've stayed here and you're watching a decom, yeah, and I walk in, I just look at it and it just they come across so cringe sometimes. Like, yes, it's amazing. It's proper my first musical. Yeah, I'm I don't a, think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm a thirty year old man. Okay, sure. Like, they're not for me. I'm not the target demographic. I get why, but you have to like embrace the cheese. I love a cheesy musical mm-hmm. i really do like some of the best ones are great like i would honestly say book of mormon is a cheesy musical because it's so over the top and silly and i love that about yeah. it like that's I, like clearly aimed at adults though that's what i mean just at adults yeah oh 100 percent. the fact you can't do school trips for it because like you have to be a certain age due to the content like obviously like i get that mm-hmm but I would say all musicals are cheesy and to an extent they're quite trashy as well. And I mean that with the utmost respect. Like, look at Grease. That is a trashy, cheesy teen musical and that's the hijinks I'm here for. I so, prefer Grease 2, but you know. So when I see a high school musical, when I see a Descendants, when I see a teen beach movie, mm-hmm. when I see a Zombies. Zombies is great. They just look so cheap. I think you're being a little bit overly harsh. And I'm probably the difference am. with this one is that this is a musical, a stage musical first and foremost, that has then been filmed like on actual sets. Yeah, on location. Yeah, as opposed to on a stage. However, they keep all of the beats of the stage musical. Personally, I think this is a very good adaptation of the musical. I'm sure I will enjoy it. Like, I've got nothing against Freaky Friday. I've heard one or two songs on your Spotify playlist from time to time, and they're okay. Like, Mm -hmm. they're catchy. They're they're not bad. 
Mm. I just, it's not something I would have actively sought out, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the premise of this show. What is? <laughs> like, I'm forcing you to watch shows oh, you Oh, I thought you meant Freaky out. Friday. No. No, because there's a few of them that I'm certainly like, oh, I would watch that, or I would have watched that by now, I just haven't got around to it. Like, I own God knows how many DVDs I've never actually watched, because I buy them with the intent, I'll watch it at some point. Mm. I just do. I, I hoard them, and I think yeah. someday I'll get there. We bought the first Purge three weeks ago, and we still haven't watched it, even though we were like... Yeah. Well, do you see what I mean? So, yes, the premise of this show is me watching musicals to an extent that, like, I have to be forced to watch. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you're dragging me kicking and screaming. Yeah. Some of them I'm very good at. Come on. What was my reaction to Hamilton? I was the one who woke up early before you to watch yeah, Hamilton. That's true. To get the coffee on and get everything set up like well, it was a kid on Christmas Eve. At some point, we're also going to watch Descendants. And... You're very passionate about Disney, like, characters. So I'm more interested with Descendants not to hear about your feelings about it as a musical, but to hear your feelings about it as a take on the mythology of, like, I Disney characters. the problem is, Once Upon a Time has done Descendants far better than Descendants will ever be able to do it. However, Descendants is a bop, and I love it. And, so. <laughs> and Once Upon a Time is... Yeah, and Once Upon a Time's great, but like, yeah. just some of the characters in Descendants are just kind of hilarious, including I don't like Chris the and Chenoweth. I don't like the character design okay. for for them in Descendants because you've watched it, and I I walked in and I thought, oh god, yeah, you've what is seen this? bits, yeah. So I think Freaky Friday is that going to be that weird mix between decom and kind of mainstream mm -hmm. that like it's not coming out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, it's kind of like, you know, there's a Mean Girls 2. Yeah. Right? I have seen it. But you see the DVD cover for it, like, next to Mean Girls 1. Mm-hmm. And you just think, like, that yeah, was produced okay, on a yeah. third of the budget. And it's it... like Legally Blondes. Yeah. Which is like the three call to yeah. Legally Blondes. But this is what I mean. Yeah, is, I know what you mean. And, and I feel like when you, we just searched Disney Plus to check Freaky Friday was on here. Yeah. That's the vibe I got. Well, I'm going to show you what the actual poster looks yeah. like for this one because the for some reason, and we love Disney Plus, right? Please sponsor us. But yeah. Oh my God, your banners are terrible. There's some uh, no, no. I'm sorry. There's I'm some not, really I'm bad not ones. Having that. The Hamilton not, one was rubbish. Yeah, but what about that Frozen Two one we found the other day with like Kristoff? That was on great. Sven and all the reindeer, like it was Game of Thrones. But does that tell you anything about the actual story that happens in that? No, but isn't that a better thing? Because if you're using something like Disney Plus or Netflix or Amazon, how many of these things will be content you've never watched before? I just think their What's musicals, the their ones for musicals are just not good. And I think it's because they don't know how to market them properly. <laughs> so... The version of Freaky Friday we're watching is the fourth Disney adaptation version of Freaky Friday. So the original one is the Jodie Foster yes. movie. And the characters in that are called Ellen and Annabelle, which is the name of the mum and daughter in the book that these are based on. Yeah. That was in 1976. Then it got remade in 1995. Um, a t which was a TV special, which was Shelley Long and Gabby Hoffman. 
which they had a magical amulet that switched them. As opposed to a magical argument. The argument happens in all of them. The argument's important. Yes. But every version has something different that changes them. Yeah. So that version was the... In the original one, they don't know what happens. They just have an argument, go to bed and wake up in each other's bodies, which is what happens in the book. In the 1995 one, there's a magical amulet. In the 2003 one, which is the Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan movie, it's the the meddling old Chinese lady that gives them a fortune cookie and the magic. That's the only version I've seen. Yeah. And I love that version. Yeah. I think it's great of its time. And I mean, I was like 13 when that came out. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Like, I like the poster of Jamie Lee Curtis being like Avril Lavigne. Yeah. I think it's it's good marketing. Well, so they, they got a lot of backlash off of that because around that time there was quite a lot of the sort of magic of the East going on. I agree that that's an issue. Yes. And people agreed that it was inappropriate and that really the magic amulet was like fine and we don't know why they changed it. Probably because why show the exact same thing again? Like you've always got to... Yeah. It's that fresh coat of paint, isn't it? Like... Yeah, but like that was a bad choice. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that. It was a very bad choice. Mm. But so they've always got to try and change something. Yeah. So in 2018, it was pitched to do, because they still own the rights to Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. why don't we do a stage musical of it? Because that would be brilliant to have two actresses on stage in front of you change their personality to play the other character yeah. is such a good concept, personally, I think, for this to work. I'd agree. I think Freaky Friday is up there as a film that has the most kind of Broadway potential. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate Legally Blonde the musical. Like, I've seen it and I can I can get the enthusiasm behind it. Yeah. In the same way that Beetlejuice, you know, the music I've heard, it translates and lends itself because Beetlejuice, I would say, is kind of like the dead call of musicals. Yeah. And that fits Beetlejuice's vibe as a character. Oh, absolutely. And there are other, like, shows and films that I really like that there's a part of me that's like, this has great potential Mm -hmm. to become a Broadway show. Yeah. I do think we're getting too many film adaptation musicals mm-hmm. and I'm kind of getting bored of like the oversaturation of the market I'm all for any kind of creative licensing but like where are all my horror movie musical adaptations well just horror story mu- like horror story adaptations it doesn't have to be Scream the musical as great as that would be or that would be incredible yeah or Halloween the musical but mm-hmm. where are where are traditional gothic literature adaptations yeah. of musicals give me Rebecca the musical I'm fully aware that I sound like a hypocrite because I love like Wind in the Willows and book adaptations but mm-hmm. I also technically this is a book adaptation I get that but this is an adaptation of a Disney adaptation I mean, all of the previous ones are Disney adaptations. Yeah, I just, I but my point ultimately is, mm-hmm. this is one I could always see working. Like, if you were to give me a, a range of different like licenses, you're right. Yeah, the sheer thrill and the enjoyment and the novelty of watching two actresses, of in watching two of actors in in front of you change yeah. your mind. Like, that's brilliant. It's yeah, and that as a concept is great because it's always really nice to watch actors play against their type 
in like the Jack Black Jumanji kind of style. Yes. Him playing a teenage girl is phenomenal. And that's it's why great. I'm so excited for Freaky, the Halloween film that's coming yes. out with Vince Vaughn as the slasher mm-hmm. becoming the victim. Yeah. Like that's going to be... Which s- that is the newest adaptation of Freaky Friday. I know. And as a premise, like obviously we've still got the man inside the teenage girl's body. Yeah. But like watching on stage like the gender reversal of like slasher chases older man yeah that's true that's going to be quite an interesting experience to watch even though like it's still the same traditional way do you get what i mean i know what you mean so this is a story that i think can be adapted in a range of ways yes definitely yeah it's it's exciting to watch so they hired bridget carpenter to write the book had previously worked on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she got a couple of awards for that. She's written a bunch of plays that <laughs> I've not heard of. Do any of them have Friday in the title? No. I mean, Friday Night Lights and Freaky Friday. Yeah, You can't no. blame me for assuming. She worked on the Bionic Woman series, Head Cases, Dead Like Me. These are all like things that she... Dead Like Me is in the Brian Fuller. When was The Dead Like Me? 2003. Yeah. Oh, we need to watch that. If you, you, I mean, we know you love Brian Fuller. I do love Brian Fuller. This is the original. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, she won a bunch of awards for her writing as well, but the only musical to date that she has worked on is this one. Cool. And then we have Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkey for music and lyrics. Tom Kitt wrote Next to Normal, If Then, and uh, Spongebob Squarepants, the musical. And also Jagged Little Pill, which did really, really well. And people love that musical. But If Then is the Adina Menzel one. Yes. And also Next to Normal, which you will have heard some songs for. And I know we've talked about a little bit before. I mean, of those, I am most excited to watch Spongebob at some point. I know. I'm aware. Don't worry. I love this. Don't give me decoms, but he give me Nick Poms. He also worked on Bring It On, the musical, cool. with Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, in 2011, cool. which then led to him getting this job. Yeah. Because that was another movie adaptation. Brian Yorkey has worked with him before. They did Next to Normal together, but then he is the guy behind 13 Reasons Why. Okay. And Which I forgot Brian Darcy James was in. 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I was looking at Brian Darcy James's Wikipedia the other day because I was kind of Who like... Who is he in that? He's... The dad? Oh. I think. I can't remember, but he's in it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's cropped up in more than I actually had realised. He's in Smash. I know he's in Smash. <laughs> at some but, point we're going to watch Smash. But there's also things that we are going to watch together and you're going to be like... Hey, Brian Darcy James. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just amazing. He's been in loads of stuff. He has yeah. been. It's just nice to see kind of mm-hmm. like how his career has gone on. Because I keep, I was so amazed by Shrek. Yeah. And I just wanted to know more about the cast and what else they'd done. Mm-hmm. So this version updates it to modern day or yes. 2018, which is was modern day for the time. They produced it to run off Broadway. Because at the time, we also had Mean Girls and Frozen. 
Mean Girls obviously isn't the Disney production, but no, that would but, have been their biggest rival for but movie adaptation. I would adaptations. say also Mean Girls is probably going to have much more success because I think Mean Girls is more well liked than Freaky Friday in terms of films. I also think you have got Tina Fey involved yeah. in Mean Girls, and therefore that name adds more. Whereas if you say this is Freaky Friday, but it doesn't necessarily have the same kind of backing mm-hmm. of the film if you like the film that much. Yeah. So they opened not in Broadway or in New York at all. They actually opened in Virginia to do their preview runs. Yeah. Uh, Disney were putting all of its money and focus into Frozen the Musical. That's what they were working on at the time. So they opened this in 2016 in Arlington, Virginia. Then it went to San Diego in 2017. Then Cleveland and then Houston, and then eventually it got around to coming to New York and was in New York for a month before they just stopped working on it, basically. So it's just not been well-received as that kind of touring property? Not even not well-received. They just had other projects they wanted to work on, and this isn't, like, their biggest deal. <laughs> but surely if it was at least making money or doing well, it yeah. would have lasted longer. Not enough yeah. for it to be that good. It was well-received, because they had a really good cast. They have one of my favourite actresses, uh, Broadway actresses ever, is Heidi Blickenstaff. She's phenomenally funny. I don't know her. Um, she's in this film. <laughs> they kept her for, from the stage musical. So it's not the same cast, necessarily. They kept. They tried to keep a lot of people. Yes. The only person, notably, that they changed are the kids. So the little boy that's her brother is a new little boy who i believe is in other disney things but i haven't seen him he's before. a disney kid that's see that's one of the other things about disney like decoms always bugs me is it's like the same cast and just recycled to new roles not really is it not i was just no always it's struck really me like not. you'd see the same kids from other in disney. the tv shows yes yeah not in okay. their decoms perhaps the, the shows kind of ruined me wanting to watch decoms mm. perhaps i just Sometimes get the two properties mixed. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Heidi Glick and stuff's great, and I love her. She's also she's Brian Darcy James's wife in Something Rotten. Cool. <laughs> Interestingly enough, but yeah, she's a phenomenal uh, performer, and I love her. So it was received well. People liked it. Um, it got good reviews and. Especially for a film adaptation, it was getting reviews for the changes that it had made and being praised for them. Yeah. And especially the updates to a modern era, because you can't really do this now because cell phones and you don't have the whole they can't communicate with each other all day issue. Because they can text each other the entire time. No phones are banned at her school. Well, exactly. But also... Not if she forgot to charge her battery, because girl, teenagers. Yeah, but that... I hate that as a plot point. What teenager do you know that's ever forgotten to charge their phone up? Loads. Seriously? Seriously. Okay. Maybe that's just me. In my time as a teacher, I've had a lot of kids who are like... I can't contact home because my I forgot to charge my phone last night. Okay, well the the for the premise of this film to work, their phones are fine, basically. And that was one of the things that was praised was like the update that they were looking at yeah. with this. 
The other thing that was really praised with this is the body positivity that is brought into it. Cool. Because both Heidi Blickenstaff and the actress who played Lindsay Lohan, Emma Hunton, are larger ladies, and there was a really big point made of it yes. in including that in the storyline. Now, they changed that because the actress that they've cast in the movie version is not plus-sized. In America, she's plus-sized. She's not plus-sized. It really annoys me. The the line that we consider plus-sized is so stupid. But she is a normal-looking teenage girl. And therefore, they felt that the body positivity, having her talk about being body positive when she looks like an average teenager was not the right way to go with it because yeah. they would essentially be calling this girl fat which they couldn't do yeah to a teenage girl no. in a movie so but they still made waves with the way they were talking about it especially in the stage show cool by the time the stage show the run of the stage show ended in 2018 they had already filmed the movie oh, wow. so they stopped in between two of the runs between Houston and coming to New York and filmed the movie over a couple of months and then released, announced the release of the DCOM, took it to New York and were like, we're just going to quietly kill Freaky Friday so we can focus on other projects and we'll put it on the Disney Channel as a show so that people can watch it and then we'll just stick it on Disney Plus as a DCOM. Yeah, because they were also very aware that Disney Plus was going to be a thing and mm -hmm. were building up archives. Yeah, absolutely. Which is another thing with a lot of their stage musicals, we are going to get at some point all of the stage musicals because oh, they yeah. filmed all of them. But I think the difference is going to be now, Hamilton did far better than they ever expected to. Mm -hmm. Like I was reading about it, the amount of um, views it had within its first weekend trumped disney's expectations and they now realize that they can really like monetize it so they decided they were bringing the film out on disney and then they were going to drop it onto disney plus as well yeah so they had heidi Buckenstaff stay and play the mum, Catherine blake they brought in cozy zulsdorf as ellie blake her daughter who is great is really good in the film you've got Jason Mayblum is the little brother. Alex Desert is Mike, the mum's fiance, and then just a bunch of other really good actors. I I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this because I loved the Lindsay Lohan one when I was a teenager, yeah. but I really liked this version. I'm assuming because like the short stay, mm -hmm. the show never kind of got anywhere with any awards. It was. It wasn't anything that would have kind of gained any traction. Yeah. So it was just quietly dropped. Couldn't be nominated for anything because it wasn't on Broadway. Didn't really go anywhere. Quietly. The other thing I guess Disney have got going for this show is the fact that schools will license it based on the popularity yes. of the film. So that's another thing that will get them the money from it. That if we don't mm -hmm. put on the shows ourselves people will buy the rights to do this and we can take a nice like 40% cut of it. Yeah, absolutely. And there are actually two different versions. There's a shortened decon version. Yeah. And there's the full version and you can license either of them. 
Yeah, it's like the, the Lion King Jr. You get yeah. or Aladdin Jr. or mm-hmm. Alice Jr. The smaller versions which come with a CD for you to play as the backing tracks or the full versions that come with like sheet music and operas. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, for bigger productions and mm-hmm. obviously different price points. So like Disney have got something here that they're throwing it out in the world but very much aware that there's going to be other financial opportunities for this show. Yeah. And they never get fully behind it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it quietly dies. But obviously leaves behind evidence that existed. Yeah. And has provided some kind of income for Disney Corporation. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But this version, when it was released, because it was released in the summer holidays... It was very widely watched by a lot of, I guess, tweens. Yeah. Is that the right age category? I'm not sure. I don't even know what a tween is anymore. No. Teenagers. It was widely watched by teenagers. People who had also seen the Lindsay Lohan one because that film gets rerun a lot. So they'd seen it. They came back for this one and people really liked it. They liked the music of it and they liked the like, updated version of it especially some of the plot points that have been added in people really like them the only people that didn't like it were critics (laughs) as usual with this show yeah well i guess that's the thing is sometimes it's made for a different audience i can't imagine critics would have been a big fan of susicle in its original form Mm -hmm. because you know it's like you send a highbrow journalist to watch a pantomime over here Mm. is it going to do as well mm. you'd need to have a specific reviewer who specialises in pantomime accurate reviewer well, as well I think for DCOMs yeah exactly so this is the thing is it's never going to do critically well unless they had like teen journalists covering it or MTV mm. like MTV probably would love this sort of thing because yeah. they target themselves for sure. to that demographic but um, the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm it's not really going to get behind Freaky Friday the musical. No, probably not. And that's kind of the experiment that we're going to have on our Freaky Friday is how do I get along with it? Yes. Is it one that I revel in its glory or is it one that when tomorrow comes mm-hmm. and we reach Saturday, I jump for joy because Freaky Friday is over. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. We're going to go watch... Freaky Friday, the musical. Woohoo! See you shortly. all of this and everything I can tell you it's not true after all of this and everything I promise you'll get through and mom and Mike you'll cut some slack cause both of them have got your back whatever crap may come our way after all of this and everything, kid, we'll be okay. 
and we are back. Yes, I have had a fascinating Freaky Friday inside your body. Has it been particularly interesting? What would you do if we had a Freaky Friday moment and like, you woke up as me? It wouldn't be so difficult for us if we did have a Freaky Friday. Because I don't think I could pretend to be you at work. But this is the thing. At least we could stay in constant communication. Yeah. Because like... We could message each other. Yeah, it's not so weird because we don't have that different a lifestyle. Hmm. I think it depends on the given day. Like... The, I couldn't today drive your been... car. Well, we drive your car, wouldn't we? Yeah, but I'd have to drive it in your body. Yeah, but you'd be able to drive your car. That'd be weird, though. But, like, you'd be able to drive your car as me. It wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Like, in the same way, I'd be able to drive my car as you. Well, yeah, I guess. Like, it... (laughs) I love that considering our jobs and driving to work is, like, your biggest priority. So you think you could... I could teach drama. Yeah, but, like, could you do the other stuff I do? Yeah. I don't see why not. I'm not criticizing. I'm sure you could do it. I th- I'm sure I would feel very confident about myself but if I was a man. Not, no, but would you not <laughs> worry about the meetings that I would have potentially with like prior knowledge of these meetings and be like, oh. No, because I'd just get you to brief me quickly and I'd take some notes to have in there. I mean, I'd give you my book with my previous notes. Yeah, so I should. I would be fine. I'd be full of testosterone and self-confidence, so it'd be fine. Everyone would be asking me like, why my skill in your subject had gone down. Wait, what? Why my body had gotten worse at art? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to say because I don't think you've ever said what you teach before. Oh yeah, I teach art <laughs> and graphics, mostly graphics. Like hi you, kids. You've never said what you teach before on yeah. here. So, well, like... this came up as well while we were watching Freaky Fridays that some people don't know. I am also the artist that does the art for our episodes. So hi, I'm Icarus Illustration. I had a conversation with a, a lovely listener today who didn't realise that I was the same person. I think, do you think they just thought we were plugging Icarus Illustration yeah. as like our amazing yeah. artist extraordinaire? Check quite likes my secret identity. Not anymore, Not anymore. you doubted <laughs> yourself. So it's been a freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. We survived it. We're now back in our bodies. Yep. Having After an existential all of crisis this and everything. Yes. Boo. <laughs> I think we might. There might still be a part of us that's like in the other person's body. Ew. <laughs> oh, that sounds gross. <laughs> so, teenagers these days—they're always talking on their phones. For sure. And they're only communicating on their phones because there's something big and exciting called the hunt going yes. on. Which I personally think that the hunt would be a great replacement for sports day. I have a lot of issues with this hunt process. Just like... The first issue is somebody made an app? I mean, yes, exactly. But they have an app for this this hunt. Mm-hmm. That's like, obviously been like passed down through a couple of years worth of kids, at least. Yeah. Because we like, find out that Adam's brother was the hunt master. It's a weird day. old kind of thing that we'll talk a little bit about as, as time goes on. Yeah. As we get closer to the hunt. So Cole claims that he's an awesome dancer and everyone is like, no, Cole, you're not an awesome dancer. So I'm going to be interested to see if when the musical sequences crop up, like, 
do they maintain that character integrity of Carl that he's not an awesome dancer? That he can't dance. Or will he have musical syndrome where suddenly, like, he can dance? No. Because I think that'd be cool. Like, that's something I would want to do with this character if I if I staged this. I'd have it be that deliberately Cole couldn't dance. Even in these big musical moments where everyone else could dance, I'd have it that Cole couldn't. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if that happens. Magic brother is magic. Uh, he annoys me so much. They're all freaked out. It's a freaky Friday, but they're freaked out by something other than Friday. They're freaked out by magic, spit, and Fletcher himself. Yes, I agree. So this freaky Friday is getting, like, all kinds of freaky, and we are living up to the name. Yeah. I really like, kind of, the character design of Ellie. Yeah, me too. So, like, I really like her hair. Mm-hmm. I think it's very awesome. I like her sense of style and the clothes she wears. I like the depiction of her having like a messy room. Yeah, and I like the way they frame the things that she wears because there's very clear colour palettes in this film for each character. And I greatly appreciate that. But also just in terms of media depiction, it's very rare that you get a girl's room being messy Mm. and like, you know, smelly. and Yeah. She's a really interesting character to be shown in this. Mm-hmm. You get it with boys. Exactly. Especially in Disney movies. Yes. You know, smelly a... boys. But, but you but don't like... get smelly girls. No. And I just true. thought that was quite interesting. <laughs> this smells like feet and beans. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great line. Heidi Buck and stuff. I love her so much. Well, they both bounce off each other mm. brilliantly even when they hate each other even when they're in love with each other like they they do a really good job and they do a fantastic job when they are body swapped as well but i don't know it feels very by the numbers in terms of the narrative like setting up this kind of conflict mm-hmm. and i don't feel like it's explicitly ever kind of fleshed out as to why we get allusions to things, so Ellie is annoyed because Kate is marrying someone else and Ellie hasn't processed the death of her father, which, understandable. Catherine. Yeah, but MacGuffin Mike called her Kate. Oh, okay. So I called her MacGuffin Kate. MacGuffin Mike. I, I exclusively refer to him as MacGuffin Mike. That's, he's not even a MacGuffin. He is. He's a plot point. He he is literally there to serve as why there's urgency Oh, for the wedding's happening. Kate. Okay. There's literally no other reason for them to be like, we need to get sorted. Sure. It's only because she's got stakes, and that is marrying MacGuffin Mike. Yeah. But kind of you never get a sense of why Kate is disappointed with Ellie. You never get a sense of why the relationship's declined her end. I can Mm. completely understand Ellie being annoyed because mum is marrying someone else and I'm still not over the death of my dad. Like, that's great, but... Yeah. Has Kate been so... Because it's not even like it's her grief. It's not even like she's still processing the death of the dad. It's just... She's so focused on everything else and having a good life with the family. It's not like she says at the end, yes, I only ever started my business to fill the void. Mm. And in doing so, I met a fantastic person, but I forgot about the impact. There's none of that. There's never a reason why she is so disappointed by her daughter. Yeah. At this point. And I'd like more here just to kind of 
get a sense of why both of them are at ends because it yeah. just feels like selfish mum which isn't a reflection on the actors because they do a fantastic job no i i know what you mean because even when we do get a discussion of the the grief that ellie is going through it's not quite it's not clear whether it is actually Ellie's grief or whether it's the mum feeling it through her body. There's a weird kind of thing where it seems like the body, they start to inhabit and take over. Like, there's a few weird, like, chains like that where I think they forget that it's not this person in the body and it's someone else in the body. Yes, and there's a whole song that we'll get to. Which we'll talk about because it is weird. Yeah. But, yeah. So... Phones feel like they're going to be important. Yeah. You mentioned it to me in our preamble. And both introductions to the key characters, both introductions, they're on their phones. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel the phones ever mattered as much. No, I think the, the point they're trying to make with the phones is that, like, they do have a method of communication. And when they need to communicate, they can. So it's not going to be a huge issue of them not really being able to talk to each other. Yeah, but it just... Like, we see them and they're scrolling and and stalking and looking for hints on the hunt, which, fine, that seems like what the kids would do. And then you've got Kate, who is Instagramming her perfect life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very much Moana syndrome here. Like, she should be the perfect daughter. Yes. Which is probably why... Ellie is also fighting back because there's always pressure mm-hmm. to conform when she's everything about her isn't conforming. And her mum is a control freak. Yes. But like you you can kind of understand why if as a single parent she and not even as a single parent, but as a recently bereaved, suddenly single parent. Yes. She's been well, like other oh, way to fix this. I feel like... like when we have parents lie to you, they knew this was coming. I wouldn't say it was suddenly. I would say I I got the vibe this was going on for a period of time and Ellie, like, saw him decline and that made it harder. Oh, you think he... Well, she says, like... He didn't just die. Yeah, they say even when they lie to you and say it will be okay and then go and die anyway or lines to that effect. Oh, yeah, they say they won't leave you when they die. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I feel like it was a longer thing. Yeah. I can get that. But then in that case... then it's even more reason for her to be a control freak because she had no control over yeah. that. No, which is... And it, then, so, in in reaction, she's tightened yeah. the reins on everything else. Yeah. She is such a mum because she comes upstairs and she Immediately says to... Immediately picks stuff up. It's just also like, see, he's nice. And she says to the other friend, whose name I didn't quite catch, but see, she looks nice. Like, it's proper proper mum response. Like, I was teaching a lesson on what it is to be, like, a teenager and, like, teenager cliches and parent cliches and, like, as a class. What are the parent cliches? What my class came up with. Mm. So they have... I'm not angry. Just disappointed. Just disappointed. (laughs) I say that all the time. (laughs) They have... Ask your mother slash ask your father. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that one seems appropriate. For sure. What do I look like? I'm made of money. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. That isn't one I would have instantly thought of, but I like that. Back in my day. I say that a lot as well. I'm not a taxi service. Oh, harsh. 
Yeah, but then like we have the same ones like what the things that teenagers say. It's like, oh, that's well out of order. And it, my favourite one that they always do, which I kind of encourage is, I didn't ask to be born. Oh. So we, we, I was quite I refreshing. I thinking that as a teenager. Yeah. It was quite refreshing to see some more cliches because that's mm. kind of been my week. Nice. I'm kind of surprised. It feels like we're about 10 minutes in here. How far are we in? So mum's just gone upstairs. Yeah. But there's a... Because we had that extended animated sequence at the beginning. Which was weird. Which didn't need to be there. That sums up a lot of my feelings of DCOMs, like really bad kind of Disney animation. I haven't ever seen that before, though. And I've seen this film a couple of times. Weird. Like, perhaps it's the it, American including version. Including on the Disney channel. Yeah, but perhaps we got a UK edit. That's probably true. Yeah, and we got that cut. Because I was like, is this an actual song? And I'm like, no. I literally never heard that song before either. So I think maybe this is the actual version. Yeah. And I've seen the UK version Possibly. of it a couple of times. But we are about 10 minutes into at this point. There's been a lot of talk. And we've not got a musical number yet. Mm-hmm. I, I know that here we are on It's a Musical podcast. And we've done a lot of kind of talking on kind of background stuff and narrative. Yeah. That's because there hasn't been any music at this point. Usually, like, I would say the majority of musicals we've looked at, because I'm not going to say all of them in case I've forgotten one. Mm. But the majority of musicals we have looked at have started with a song to set the world. Yeah. And we haven't got that here. And it's feeling very much like, ha, huh, are we just watching a regular film this week? Mm. Just felt weird to me. But then we do go into Just One Day. And singing is such a pure way to make a wish come true. It sure is. And I honestly felt like the the, the composition of this song sounded like you and me, but mostly me from Book of Mormon. Oh, I can kind of hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. So I, I just started saying, you and me, but mostly me are going to change the world forever. Yeah, I can get that. Like, it, it, yeah. I really liked the kind of the choreography of this, like the kind of chaos of ellie's world but mm. then the organized uh All the waiters and yeah the waiters like yeah. cutting lemons and you you got a sense of both their worlds really well through this musical number mm-hmm. i really again i just love ellie's vibe like she's beautiful but in her own like way yeah it's just it's not like girl next door character no exactly it's quite nice and it's not tomboy character either it just is like she's herself yeah it I just, like I think, is a really nice depiction. Yeah. The layering of the voices at the end of this song is really good. Like when everyone else starts singing, mm. you've got the waiters and everyone else like... Well, it's cool. one of my favourite things on the stage musical soundtrack yes. is the end of this song. Mike sings It's Okay like a couple of times. But the last one he sings It's Okay and he goes up and it's amazing. <laughs> and it layered over everything else. It's so nice and... This version, it, it they did like a weird thing where like they're obviously trying to make Heidi Blickenstaff and Cozy Zulsdorf, yeah. but like they're the main characters. We're hearing them and their yes. voices and that's what's important. But the little brother and Mike are singing as well. So just layer it all together. Like we're yeah. fine. We understand who our main characters exactly. are at this point. I like it though. Yeah. And there's a weird cut to end this version. So we see them decorate like a really extravagant wedding plate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, is that what they're sitting down to eat for breakfast? And then they're just sat there with a the cereal. Oh, yeah. The thing that it's she weird, was decorating. Weird cut. 
Yeah. It's almost like... With like the slices of stuff. Yeah, it, it didn't work. It's almost like, did that whole sequence just happen in their heads? But no, because like the world is set up, like they've, they've yeah, decorated. Yeah, I think it's, it must be like an entree for the, um, what do you call it? Not a reception, the night before. The rehearsal dinner. Yeah. What a waste of money. I do not understand rehearsal dinners. No. <laughs> like, it will be all right on the night. I don't want a dress rehearsal. Thank I, you. I feel like it's just an excuse to have a party the night before. I don't know if that happens in England. I've never heard I've of... I've been to a rehearsal dinner. Really? I've never heard of a rehearsal dinner, but, you know, I don't really pay attention yeah. to weddings. No, I went to a wedding a couple of years ago in London, and we stayed in London, and the night before we all went to the restaurant that the reception was going to be held in the next day, yeah. and had a rehearsal dinner, and then the next morning got up and went to the wedding. It was just a weird and interesting... Yeah. I mean, historically, I've kind of been the Grinch when it comes to weddings. Like, But it will all change. I have no time for this. <laughs> but like, I guess when it comes to my Christmas that we chronicle like through film, yeah. my heart will grow like two Obviously. sizes that day. Mm -hmm. Three sizes. Yeah, I have a big heart, so I don't need to go like three sizes. Okay. MacGuffin Mike yeah. cares about the rabbit, even though no one else does. Yeah. And this rabbit, right. This joke happening over and over again just makes me think of the Perry thing from Phineas and Ferb. It just made me think of the weird frog from Chief by the Dozen. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same thing. So it's like, is hey, Presto, where's Perry? Is Presto magic? Because he starts off on the roof. Like the first shot we get is of Presto on the roof. And now yeah. suddenly he's in the cupboard. So I think... Is Presto behind all of this? I think the magic hourglasses bleed a little bit of magic into you other see, things. The, it was weird because like... There's a shot of Fletcher like trying to do is like make it disappear. Mm -hmm. And you get like the weird kind of magical sound effect in the background. So it's like, did Fletcher do this? No, I think it was already magic Fletcher and it's just, reacting to Fletcher. Fletcher just wanted his family to be happy and magic works in mysterious ways. Mm. I'd be really mad if I was either of them. And I God found out that damn it, it Fletcher. <laughs> Grounded. So which is more important, wedding or hunt? The hunt sounds like more fun. Her wedding sounds way too uptight. Right, so I would agree that, like, the hunt does sound more fun. I feel like and she should have asked her mum way more in advance than yeah. this. Yeah. It's just like, of course you're going to have to go to the wedding. It's your mum's wedding. You're, I'm sorry, rehearsal dinner or not. Mm. Like, the fact that it's a rehearsal dinner and not the real thing, I can kind of get on board with her being like, come on, it's not like I'm missing your actual wedding. Yes. But... You know, it's nice because we are seeing, like, there is conflict there. And she says, I hate you. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Yes. In the way that teenagers do. And she storms up says, you what did you say to me? And we get I love reprised. the way she says it, though. Yeah, like, Because it's me. not... No, the way that she says, I hate you, isn't, like, normal teenager in a movie where she's like, I hate you. No, this it's is it. Oh, so emotional. <laughs> is it cosy? Yeah. Cozy does a brilliant job at bringing this character to life in a more, I would say, appropriate manner. That mm. like, there's that she has done a really good job, kind of fleshing out her character a little bit more. Yeah. Because I don't think she's given much to work with, and she's clearly gone away and thought about it. Yeah. And she makes some really good choices. And she obviously spends more time as the mum than she does I know. as teenage Ellie. Which is really weird but... because like she's only got to get up into this mindset for 
like a fraction of the film. Mm, but she does a really good job of it. Yeah, she does. So we get the reprise of... Just One Day. Just One Day. And the magic sand timer glows pink. And I really like the... The, the magic what? Sand timer. Hourglass. It's a sand timer. It's an hourglass. Okay. But there's sand in it, yes. Yeah. And it times things, yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm not wrong. <laughs> sure. I really did like the kind of transition and how it was done. That was really magical. And I felt so bad when the like sand timer broke. But yeah, you actually reacted to that. Yeah, because like she said it was her dead dad's. Yeah. Like And so... she calls him daddy as well. And like so she clearly is still like childhood attached yes. to him. So I, I kind know how of... old she's supposed to be. She's 15, a sophomore. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. So but then she wasn't I get that like she's obviously now in her new body and everything and disorientated. There's more happening. But I feel like it should have been... A, she never felt sad or broken that that was lying broken in front of her. There are more pressing things happening. Not when it's Like your, her old witch not, hands. <laughs> and her saggy, like, turkey neck. It, it just stays. <laughs> Credit to, like, Heidi... Heidi Blickenstaff. Heidi Blickenstaff for doing that. Because, like, there are only certain actors that would get away with things like that. Mm-hmm. Because... There are so many people that take themselves too seriously to ever even consider the fact that they now are playing a certain type. Yeah. And let's be honest, Brad Pitt is not a heartthrob anymore. Sure. I really like him as an actor, but his days of playing like heartthrob are over. Yeah. But could you see an actor like Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio doing something like this where it's like they're now older? Not not in a taking the mick out of themselves yeah, in this kind of way. Exactly. No, I know what you mean. But you could see, you know, Cameron Diaz was starting to transition before she retired into like mother roles. Yeah. And she would take the mick of herself. Like she wouldn't take herself too seriously. Because Meryl Streep's whole thing yeah. is that she doesn't want to play like the crone, yeah. for want of a better word, characters because she is aware of like what happens when you age out of Hollywood. Yes. In inverted commas. And that's why, like, she's so great in Mamma Mia. is because she is playing the mother of an adult woman. But she does it in a way that presents her as still being yeah. able to have fun and be young and stuff. So I feel like she'd get on board with this kind of Yeah, role. definitely. Like, and it's just really nice. Heidi is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I just felt like there wasn't enough of a big reaction. Like, I felt like it should be an immediate reaction to the breaking of the sand timer. Mm. And then realising when you rush towards her and you look at your hand and then, be like, and then you get distracted. It should have been sand timer. What's happened to me? Not what's happened to me. Oh, look, daddy's precious heirloom he left for me is broken. And now it's gone. Oh, well, let's move on. Yeah. Because considering like how big the reaction to Fletcher messing with it and the way she cuddled it, mm-hmm. for it to be lying there broken, was just kind of like, oh, she doesn't care. Yeah. Is it just that her brother's taking her things? I do kind of love that the mum's reaction, now that she's in Ellie's body, to the magic sand timer disappearing yeah is just like oh well okay it's a magic sand timer i can admit when i'm wrong that's yeah. fine i love as well that you know she's like it's not magic and then oh it's magic yeah and it's then revealed that she sold the, the other sand one. timer because that was part of her moving on process which i can mm. kind of understand but yeah and ellie doesn't get it at all but do you not think it's a sort of thing that actually 
I would put that sort of thing in storage so then my kid could have both of them someday and share with her children. Yeah, I don't know why she wouldn't, especially... Yeah, why would she, why would she sell something that would mean that much too? If she had only been given one and it was just for her yeah, fine. and not for Ellie... But if it's part of a pair... Yeah, you can't just give away one of them. No, and I would be very much inclined to be like, I'm going to... Put it away. Put, put it, it away and then on her wedding day... Or on the day she has her first child, you present it, and then she's like, "I thought you, you lost can give this." It's it like to your daughter. Yes, it's yeah. like no, I kept this because I thought this is what your dad would want, and he's part of that moment as it is now. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to make him share in that moment when, like, what mm-hmm. would have been his first grandchild is born. Yeah, bad parenting. I I don't think she's probably thinking about no, it. No, she hard isn't. In she, grief. No, she really isn't. Like in grief, it just it can't. You can see why because she. Ha- I don't think she's been honest with. Ellie. Yeah. I just like more of their depth for them. Like, mm. Well, we have lost half an hour of this musical. So if we'd seen the full version of the musical, would I be getting more grief? Yes, because and there's more, a couple like, of extra songs. And I'd be getting more development of like they're both struggling. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. There's, so there's a song at the end of the show Yeah. called No More Fear. And it's referenced a couple of times in the Disney version that the mum is afraid of everything because she's so in control of everything. Ellie isn't scared of anything. And there's a song at the end called No More Fear where the mum in Ellie's body sings about how she needs to stop yeah. being afraid of everything and that she's going to take this as a chance for a new kind of life and yeah. not being scared anymore. And it's presented as like, oh God, I've made my daughter into this sort of meek girl Mm. by being so in control of her and actually she shouldn't be i shouldn't be making her scared of the world and that's what i'm presenting to her and like i did that through my grief essentially that's really nice for some reason it's not in this film (laughs) but you know we had to lose something and i feel like they've they've cut this down quite to the why why did we have to lose something like disney are creating it for their own channel like i'm sorry they set the schedules. It's, it's a decom. But they that, set the this schedules. This is how long decoms are. Break the mold. Yeah. That's what, part of the reason why I don't like decoms is they're always so formulaic mm. and just like they don't want to reinvent anything. They're just happy to stick to that same formula. Yeah. That's that's my perception of them. I might be wrong as I watch more, but that's mm. my perception. You set the schedule. You can quite easily allocate two hours to this film because you're creating it. Yeah. An extra half an hour isn't going to ruin it for your audience. If anything, they might enjoy it more and it might be more successful. Plus, if it is successful, more ad time to sell. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like, I don't see any reason why they've cut this other than just, well, all the decons are an hour and a half, so this has to be an hour and a half. Like, it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. And perhaps I don't understand the scheduling in America. So my question, is Kate only getting married to grow her business? Because that's what it seems like. There's no love for Mike. I don't know. I really like how their relationship's presented. What, the relationship with him and his daughter-in-law, stepdaughter? No. (laughs) We don't see much of them. We really don't see much of them together. But when we do, he is being the most supportive uh, boyfriend of an adult woman I think I've ever seen in a movie. We have no drama from him at all. There are so many moments where he could be the one that walks. And, like, he doesn't. He's obviously very loyal to her. He cares about the kids a lot. Yeah. But, like, 
she says, I put up a new mortgage on this house to grow my business. The only reason I'm doing everything myself in this marriage is to promote the business. Like, No, the reason that she's agreed to this interview is because of that. But no, she wouldn't be able to afford to get married otherwise. Yeah, but she's still having to pay for everything off, her, off of her own budget and off of her own business. Like, yeah. it feels very much that she's like, I can show the world what I can do if I get married because I can then plan their weddings. Yeah. It felt like she's only getting married for this, like, poor MacGuffin, like... We get a really nice line, being an adult is super unfun. Yeah. And I agree, being I agree. an adult is super unfun. Being an adult is super unfun. Hold on to being a kid, kid. So we go to I Got This. Mm-hmm. And the change in both actresses is, is great. Like, the way that Cozy goes from her slouched, like, yeah. teenage demeanour to, like, her up, up straight posture and her, her, her like, gait... It's yeah, so like their posture and their the way that they're physically acting. Yeah, is it's brilliant. brilliant. Like you can see the change in both of them, and it, it's so much fun. Now, the film soundtrack doesn't really work because as she's leaving her house, mm. we have mystery phantom voices singing "I Got This." It's supposed to be other kids on the Which, way to school. There, I'm sure that works on the Broadway mm-hmm. because you'll have the cast, but here it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's weird and it's off-putting and it's a weird choice. Like, had she been on the school bus at that point in time or walking and you can see other schools? Like, it worked when we met Savannah. Yes. I don't know why they cut. It's like there's 30 seconds missing of her walking. Yeah. And I actually know what is missing. It's yeah. a dance break. Fair. Um, but, which is them travelling to school. But this is the thing. I got this. I got this is said as she's coming down the stairs in yeah. her house. So, like, is her house haunted? Yes. By the ghosts of other teenagers who've got this. Now, the other thing it might be is Savannah clearly has spy cams set up around the house because she just knows her song. Yeah. We obviously all know this song. I mean, it's the teenage anthem. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I, you know, it happens in musicals. That's fine. But it very rarely, I feel, in musicals I've seen happens so quickly after that song's been established it's the sort of thing where like Jafar sings Prince Ali reprise like half an hour later in the film because it's like the villain's now taking your song and yeah. Savannah's just taken her song straight away like immediately the, I feel like this should have happened Savannah singing it should have happened like after they tried to make the alliance and Elle falls down the net and she should then have sung it like mm. I got this that would have been even better I yeah. don't mind Savannah singing this, but at this point, it's like Savannah's like, hm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the day off badly. I'm gonna sing your song. I'm gonna stalk you. I'm gonna learn your song, and I'm gonna sing it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the phone policy takes Elle out the game immediately. Immediately. And you've actually said that before we watched it. I was like, is the phone policy gonna come into play? Yeah. Now, flirting <laughs> for a sandwich. Yes. I mean, I flirted for worse. Adam is great, but he also has a song that is taken out of this version called Women and Sandwiches, which he sings to Fletcher, the little brother, about Mm, how... That sounds bad. About how you can look really... Like, on the outside, you can look one way. On the outside? I looked good. Yeah, on the outside, you can just look like a sandwich, but then it's the fillings that make everything different and important because Ellie's mum makes these like stupid convoluted sandwiches that 
nobody in their right mind would make us a sandwich. And that's why he wants them so much. But the point is that, like, that's how Fletcher should see his... Magic. Yeah. But also Ellie. Okay. Because she's like the sandwich. He thinks she's really annoying and boring. It's Adam telling Fletcher to look at his sister the same way Adam does, because that's weird. No, he's just trying to explain how women work to a, like, six-year-old. Yeah. So it's like they're one way on the outside, but you've got to remember that they're special on the there's inside. There's a nice meaty feeling on the inside. Yes. So other fillings are available. <laughs> um, Kate Ellie. Yeah. Walks into biology and she says to the biology teacher, sarcasm is a least effective teaching method. Yes. Not in my classroom. No, me either. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought. <laughs> Not is, in she's my like, classroom. Oh. They did us. The teacher says something sarcastic about like, "Oh, how nice it is to see you here in my classroom today." And Ellie's like, "Well, actually, they did a study that says that sarcasm is the least effective teaching method." And we were both instantly like, "Hmm, sure." Why do you think my teachers get into teaching so they can be sarcastic? Yeah, it's nice when you can be sarcastic with a kid. Yeah, because like, it's banter. It's a good relationship with the kid. Like you obviously can't do it with everyone, no. and. You're you not going to do it with kids that you don't get along I with. I reckon Ellie would usually, like, give back to him. Yeah. And he's probably like, huh, something's wrong with her today. Mm. I'll let someone know to keep an eye on her. Yeah, She's report not that to today. your safeguarding officer. She's not Something's herself today. Savannah does look way older than the rest of them. Yeah. Just the way she talks and everything, like, she comes across older than, like, a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So... There's a moment she, where... You, she's a senior. Why are they in the same class then? Because Ellie's in AP Biology, which means she's in the senior class for biology. What, with all her friends yeah. and everyone else she knows? Well, That's very convenient. So. I know, they reference it. And I thought I thought the hunt was only for sophomores. No, the hunt's for everyone. That's why it's, okay. they want to win, is because it would make them legends. The actress that plays Savannah is Dara Renee. She's also in High School Musical, the musical, the series, and she's amazing in that. She's too. great in this, but she just looked and came across a lot older. And I don't yeah. know if that's because of like her being Draco Malfoy about this. Yeah. But there was just something about her that was like, hmm, I'm not buying you're a teenager. Yeah, I kind of love her. No, I, I thought she was good in it as well. I just, yeah. like, it was weird. Oh, they, I forgot to tell you, they changed one of her lines. Oh yeah, it was like about taking a bite of my skin instead of yeah i don't know what it is in the film in the stage show when she sings back yeah ellie's song she sings you you should never begin with a war you can't win because i'm hotter than oh no i'm smarter than sin i'm rich and i'm thin because in the stage show she's like the skin whereas in this is like i've got beautiful skin yeah She's like, I'm, I've, and I've got perfect skin. It's like, all right. But there's a weird line later on. I say weird line, but during Go, mm. Ellie talks about how we should all be more body positive. So clearly that exists as a result of this kind of narrative arc from the musical, but it's mm-hmm. all been completely abandoned in this film. So For it's, the casting, yeah. It's just weird. So it kind of serves no purpose when she's like, we should all be more body positive. It's like, um, why is this being picked up now? It hasn't been before. Yeah. You're right. I because understand. Cozy, you, Cozy isn't the same actress type that we had no. previously. 
and it probably isn't the most appropriate way of doing it when you know it's not right i didn't think it was particularly appropriate in the stage musical let alone but that was an adult woman playing the character yeah. of a teenager and this is a teenager playing a teenager exactly and you can't and you, you quite do the same no exactly they just they should have cut that moment then with like go before they dance up the bowling alley oh well we'll get to that because yeah. i have other things to say about cool. that now we get like a really weird kind of moment before the song biology so adam puts his hand on ellie's hand she reaches for his phone but who is feeling this spark like the reaction to it is it ellie's body naturally reacting yes or, okay that's it doesn't come across it's like it's like kate is falling in love with adam yeah and it's weird it's not properly explained in this version of the song because there's a verse missing right so this version of the song it comes across that moment it's like huh being a teenager is fun maybe i won't marry mcguffin mike maybe i could get with stay a adam. teenager and hook up with this teenager that's what it is she's like yeah huh, i like this guy it feels like she's falling for him mm -hmm. and it's weird like it's weird yeah and I'm, you know, like, I get that, I get the point of the song's biology. It's like, her, she's now got teenage hormones and her body's reacting. Yes. Doesn't come across that way. No, it does not. No. I love that girl is on my nerves today. I'd better set her straight. Yeah. Like, Savannah's going to kill Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> That's her plan. I've she's just going to kill her. heard this one and I remember thinking, oh, this is for Mean Girls. You're like, nope, it's Freaky Friday. Yeah, like, this oh. song's a bop. It's a, it's a good one. So this is Carl's first chance to showcase amazing dance. Oh, no. No, he just sits in his chair. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't dance. He said he was an amazing dancer. And everyone yeah, said and no. then they said that he wasn't. And I'm then... cool with that. I'm not criticising. I'm glad. Like, that's... Like... It's true to his character. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, I don't like the musical theatre trope of we all sing and dance and then we act like nothing happened. Because they're there presenting love hearts on iPads together. Mm. And then they just pack away like no one's ever danced. Mm -hmm. Had it ended with a shot of like... Ellie snapping out. Yeah, them snapping out mm -hmm. and like staring at each other like that was fine. Mm -hmm. I can get on board when your car through something like that gets in someone's head. But it's like, oh, the bell's gone, better stop now. Like it just, One it's jarring for the world. One of my favourite things about High School Musical, and I know you haven't seen it, I know you're not particularly interested in seeing it, but one of my favourite things about High School Musical is that the world that High School Musical is set in they are all aware that they're in a musical because they their reaction to the end of songs is that like, oh, cool song, guys. Excellent. Well done. And then we like go to class and we move on with that. Yeah, whereas this, it's almost like we sang, but we're not going to acknowledge it. Yeah. And it just comes across jarring and weird. I think it's much better when they just acknowledge that there's just been a song that's Yeah, happened. exactly. Like, I'm aware it's musical theatre. I'm suspending my disbelief to believe that we can all spontaneously improvise and ex extravagant dance number and all know the same lyrics does that not happen to you no it happens to me every day i have no magic in my heart mm. <laughs> that's a great three sizes this photographer that they've hired from the magazine always oh looks God. so gormless he's always just like oh and also doesn't have proper photography equipment with him no. at all like are you sure Why this is a prestigious him? like you sure it's not just like the local newspaper it's yeah. just like Hello. he kind of might as well just have his phone with him yeah i i mean the rock wedding pose is like my goal but surely mike should like mike clearly doesn't know this woman he's about to marry 
because he's, he's they pose for the picture and she's like yeah rock and roll and he's just like smiling so if you'd be like um never seen this side of you before mm. like sorry he does well, the make... other one is her assistant tori yeah has not yet twigged like on the way no to the only person interview. who twigs is boris the dog yeah yeah boris is named after the boy character from the book fair but on the way to this interview they she's made tori stop and buy a dress in ellie's body size which obviously it's ellie in kate's body oh my god it. that was the um maid of honor dress yeah um, that's where it comes from um, yeah that's that. the dress that she stops to buy so <laughs> tori has gone with her bought this dress for who she thinks is her boss's daughter and stop for donuts they get a big gulp which yeah. means they've stopped at some kind of convenience store but i like what right, does so she think is happening in tori's mind at least you She's can justify it as pre-wedding jitters yeah but mcguffin mike I'm sorry. This clearly is not interested or invested. Yeah, like, they shouldn't be getting married. There's not enough depth to their relationship to be like, they should actually get married. Yeah. Because he's just, like, quite content to watch her be, like, completely Crazy. out of character. Yeah. And he's, it's not like he tries to sit her down and be like, are you okay? Are you mm. nervous about tomorrow? Do you, do you want to talk about it? He just keeps going business. He tries to dance with her. Then she's like, don't come near me. Has she ever acted like that before? Clearly not. Exactly. But why is he not calling her out and I'll try to talk to her about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. If I suddenly won, if you came up to me one day and I was like, do not touch me, you would think there was something wrong. Yeah, exactly. So they've learned to dance like Rogers and Astaire. I don't know who that is, but oh, sorry. I do. I went to their concert. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Total teenager. Like total poser. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. I know. I know Rogers and Astaire, obviously. Now, here's the thing. She's like, I don't dance. And I don't know what the deal is here. If they started singing, she'd be fine. Yeah. Like, all she should do is like, oh, I know. Yeah, we'll sing. Like, they I'm don't... getting married in the morning. And they, they dance. They haven't established properly how the motor skills side of being each other's bodies works. Because if the mum has been learning to dance to the point that Mike's like, hey, we're actually quite good at it. And we've the been muscle taking memory professional kicking, lessons. Yeah. Why hasn't muscle memory kicked in? Especially if like... Like Jumanji style. Yeah, but Ellie's body is like reacting. Yeah. So why isn't Kate's? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Like... Maybe she just isn't a good dancer. Maybe. Yeah. This... this the background music did sound like the tango Maury. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So we go back home. The cake has gone in Tori's face. And Boris licks it off her. Yeah. And Boris is barking at Kate, which Boris doesn't do. Boris no. is well behaved because he knows. it doesn't occur to anybody that there's something You've got to trust that. the dogs. You always trust the It's the, the same dogs. thing we said to all the Annies, like trust the mm. dogs, the dogs. And I know. say about horror movies all the time. If you have an animal with you mm -hmm. and the animal is freaking out, you should leave. Because like woman in black, he takes the dog with him. Yeah, and spider the dog's knows everything. Out, the dog knows everything that is happening. And that he stays because he's an idiot. <laughs> You're, and this is it. Spider nearly drowns for Arthur Kipps' hubris. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he, he darts out Ilmarsh House right into the marsh. He has to rescue Spider. Like, mm -hmm. horrible. But yep. he's at least aware there's something going on. It's not like he's completely oblivious. He's aware and he is... No, and he still stays even though the dog's freaking out. Yeah, but none of that. No, the reason he stays is because if he doesn't stay, 
at least in in the book and the play if he doesn't stay he's going to get fired and he's got to look after his young family so he is staying for that reason no get any job it's not that easy i'm out if there's ghosts i'm going home i don't care okay so starve it's fine (laughs) we're at the school meeting Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the English teacher and the Spanish teacher are positioned very aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like, that's bad teaching. For they starters, they should be sat down. No, I think I think the head teacher being sat down there is fine. But he should be intervening some way with this. But they are literally leaning over the desk, aggressively domineering. Yeah. They should be sat down in the same way that Kate and Ellie are. Because that's just intimidating. Yeah, and they're already lower than the desk. Yeah, I would refuse to be in that meeting, like, Mm -hmm. as a parent, with my child being like, until your, like, attitudes kind of calm down a little bit. No, I'm not going to put my child in that situation. And the moment where they reveal that the dad died, both of those teachers sort of move backwards. They take a step away. Oh, I know. They They clearly know nothing about this kid. Yeah. Like, No wonder she's acting out. And they just don't know about any of it at all. We've joked, like, behind the scenes about someday doing, like, a little mini-series where we maybe explore, like, teachers, teachers in, musicals. in musicals that we've seen and kind of Ofsted them. Mm-hmm. This school is failing Ofsted for their 100%. pastoral care. They have no pastoral care for this child. But also the fact that they're bullying this child, essentially, because they're, 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 they're trying to make themselves bigger to intimidate. All of their teachers It's are gang awful. mentality is what it is here and it's just awful the only teacher that seems like he's doing a good job is the one that was sarcastic because he's at least trying to have a relationship with her yeah the PE teacher he's talking down to her he's just being sarcastic the PE teacher's crazy but she's following school procedures she's being consistent and fair I don't know the onion thing was weird I don't like the the representation of PE teachers in a lot of media anyway because they're always painted in like a weird manner yeah so like I'll forgive that because it's just PE teacher. But, like, she's at least doing her job. She's yeah. not personally taking the phone because, oh, I hate you, you annoying girl. She's like, you know the rules. Give me your phone. Yeah. True. And, like, that's an important moment for Kate to be like, oh, this is what the new status quo is because as an adult, she can have her phone whenever she wants. Mm-hmm. It's probably worse for her. Do you know what? It's just occurred to me is the most irritating thing as a teacher, about that scene where they're having the parent-teacher conference. What? The English teacher is like, yes, she started to act out five years ago. Why has she waited five years? Why has she waited five years? She has not been teaching this kid for five years. I don't see any primary school kids at this high school. She should not know what she was like five years ago. true, actually, yeah. And if it was five years ago, why Why do you have that on record? And why haven't you challenged it until now? True. Until yeah. she's a sophomore. So yeah, if you'd ever like to hear us talk about teaching <laughs> practice yeah. and Ofsted teachers for musicals, let us know and maybe we'll look into it. Because yep. there seem to be a lot of teachers that crop up. Yes. And if you <laughs> ever have ever go through something not nice as a kid and you have a teacher that you like, please try and tell your... like. Yeah. A teacher or an adult you feel comfortable with because they will try and help you. Yeah, like if it's, you know, it it doesn't have to be the adult who is designated as taking no, charge, like charge of you. If you have a good relationship teachers. with an adult, even if they don't actually teach you, like open mm. up to them. Like, because mm. 
that's their job. They're not just there to teach you their subjects. Like they are, they're teachers of life. Yeah. And part of that is helping guide you through difficult moments. Yeah. Like, We're not all trunchbulls. The best moments of my career haven't been in the classroom. They have been outside the classroom where I've made a difference. Talk, I did talk to people about how you are feeling. Yeah. And it goes for everyone, not just school students. Talk to someone, reach out. Yeah. Our school mission, respect your peers. I just wrote that down. I thought like that big banner was like good set dressing. Yeah. There She's... was a couple of those. <laughs> so... They tried to get her out of gym and she's like, no, you're going to do it. Because like, I give consent for my child to do gym. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that there's always like these threads of one-upping each other, but it never gets bigger. Like we have moments yeah. of it. I'd like it to be bigger moments. So Ellie Kate has to drive Fletcher home, but she's also carpooling the kids. Oh, she's going to kill those kids driving. She turns, don't you fart? And we get like another show in a row where we have farting kids yeah, and fart jokes. I think... That one kid on the left yeah. is so annoying. Oh and he God. looks way older than the rest of them. What is she doing with those kids? Because I understand like why Ellie can't control them. But they've gotten into a car with this adult who we know everybody in general finds to be an authority figure. Is this her first time carpooling as well? Like, Surely they would have more respect and more standards. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry... You would reach out and be like, listen, I'm getting married tomorrow. I can't carpool, I'm afraid. You'd have said that. There's no way she's carpooling yeah, can on Can somebody please drop my I will do home. someone else's day. I'm quite happy to do someone else's day, but I actually can't. I'm getting married tomorrow. I'm running around like a headless chicken. Mm. I'd really appreciate it if you let me swap. Like, I'll take any other day. I'll even do a week of carpool duty if someone can just take this yeah. one day. I would definitely not be carpooling the, like, what? Three or four you hours before my rehearsal You couldn't dinner. commit to it, could you? Because no. everyone knows what weddings are like. Something's going to go wrong that you need to be at Which it already for. has. Like, her cake's broken. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. She's just not dealing with it. This is the least believable thing in this whole film. <laughs> yeah. Not that she's swapped bodies. No. But she finds out that their magical sand timer has gone because that, like, antiques place has gone out of business. Yes, and had been divvied up between all the yes. other antiques in the... But she's like, oh, it's fine, because I know Adam, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, the film is so convoluted sometimes, so it just all works out perfectly. They say that, though. I know, but it's like, there's never any suspense, because you know, like, okay, I've seen Freaky Friday, but you know it's going to work out. Like, you're never in any doubt about it. Even when Adam's No, like, because the ramifications of them ending up stuck in each other's bodies for the rest of their lives would be awful. I know, but you're never in any doubt. So it, it does feel very convoluted that sometimes they go, well, luckily I'm flirting with the guy who can make this a mission. The rabbit is too big for that hat as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know. I know, Presto's a really fat rabbit. Yeah, he is. Cadabra would be a better name because it's a bigger word. <laughs> Cadabrit. I kind of love that he's called Presto. There are too many non-songs in this. Like, we get a lot of weird background music. So when they're doing the PE assessment, mm. like, we have a background song. It's weird. It, I, I don't get why musicals have that sometimes. That happens in the stage, though, too. But it's not presented as like other people singing or a song no. it's just like you've got the radio on it's not in the stage show either they don't sing it's just music yeah it's weird i'm i'm sorry as well like you know in her the, not passing in the stage show she fails but yeah but that's not going to stop her graduating no 
in the stage show, the teacher tries to stop her graduating and then Ellie, as mum, steps up like later on in the in the show and is like, if you think you're going to stop my daughter graduating, you are severely mistaken. Yeah, the I've thing been... that you are making them do has no life skills whatsoever. But it does have life skills. It's overcoming obstacles and being resilient. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that in the real world and... Because that's named after a real test I've heard of before. Sure. Like, I'm sure American students have to but do this test. But this would test. be like the... So in England, we do the bleep test. Yeah. This would be like telling a year 11 that if they don't pass the bleep test, they can't get yeah. their GCSEs. Like, especially because PE just naturally doesn't favour everyone. And it's unfair to be like, well, you can't graduate because you didn't climb a rope. I'm... Yeah. 30 and I can't climb that rope. So I'm still at secondary school, apparently. Like... Yeah. What is wrong with this teacher? So that's bad. She's she's setting a sanction she can never, like, actually honour. Mm. Like, she's going to say, you can't graduate. And then there's going to be a meeting with mum, <laughs> with Ellie, and with the PE teacher, the head teacher. Like, you said this? No, you don't have that authority. <laughs> you have no Shut authority up. to do and this. And Elle's going to go tell the rest of the class. And I'm going to be like, huh, so we don't have to do what she says. Yeah. Weird. So, Yeah. Elle was supposed to get Adam on side, but instead she belittles his integrity. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And, yeah, we, we get parents lie. And they're walking Boris. Fletcher could totally ride Boris. Like, he's tiny enough and Boris is big enough. Yeah, for sure. I kind of love that dog, though. He's a great Dane. I like the line, Butch is not at a farm. Butch is dead. Like, all these different lies. I think they do a good job, again, with these cliched parent lies yeah but i was starting to get really like paranoid that like oh god is she gonna ruin the santa claus thing yeah because this kid believes in magic you know he believes in santa exactly too. like i was really worried that that was gonna be it yeah <sighs> yeah Fletcher must be so confused at this point like he's in tears visibly because his mum is telling him like i've lied to you your entire life mm. and he's just like they're going what happened to you yeah. You usually believe in me, and now you're telling me you don't? So, Fletcher has made his interest in this conversation disappear. Because he's magic. Basically. And he runs away. Now, he throws his suitcase off the balcony. Imagine, like, we get we get that typical shot of, like, a, a, a rope ladder falling and, like, things coming from the balcony. Mm. But just imagine how funny it would have been if that suitcase had just broken, exploded, and, like, on the floor. And every... It really looks like it should, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I would have laughed so much. And everyone's back at home, and <laughs> it emerges that Kate has ruined Elle's life with her decisions. So, obviously. obviously, being a teenage girl, she turns around and goes, well, I'm not going to marry you because I don't like you because men are stinky. And she's like, you did that deliberately. And it's like, just... well, you ruined my life. Deliberately. Yeah, like, that's brilliant. I, I, I love it. But, yeah, they start hunting for Fletcher. Yes. And really conveniently, like, Fletcher's just got to the bus stop and Adam is still prepping for tonight. Like, is he not ready? Because he's taking a picture of the bus stop. Is that one of his hunt things? I think... You get the impression that he's testing it. Yeah, possibly. It just felt like, huh, I'm going to add a few more things. I'm not ready yet. Like, I go live in an hour, but I'm not ready. Yeah. He needs a hundred things. Yeah. So he, he shows up and 
he should sing, I guess, but doesn't. But he gets Fletcher yeah, back on board. he should sing Women in Sandwiches. Yes. And then should. he takes Fletcher home. Now the police are there and they're like talking and they're like, no, we don't want to hear from you. We want to hear from your mum. I'm sorry, they should be calling Children Child Protective Services. This this woman clearly knows nothing about her child. And the daughter is clearly the one that's raising him. Yeah, like, okay, stay here. We're taking him into adoptive care. Like, we need to figure out what's going on. So bad police as well as bad teachers in this world. I think the fact that he shows back up and, like, their house is so nice. The police are like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Well, and that's how that bad, bad things happen problem. to children. Yes, obviously, that is a problem, but... <laughs> I wrote he wants her that way and it must be because Adam is talking to Elle but he's talking to mum yes and like she likes you too and it's like there's weird flirting going on again there he's like flirting yeah. with the mum she has a weird moment where she sounds like the mum because she's like she likes you you know and he's like really because like I like her and it's like mm, okay yeah they're starting to get in the groove of being their counterpart. Yes. Which is nice. They finally got this. Yeah. And, yeah, they're finally getting the best of both worlds, I think. We get the best of both worlds. What on earth are seven layer bars? Can someone help us out here? Yeah. Like, can someone just tweet us or DM us on Instagram? Like, what are seven layer bars? Are they a big deal over there? Is it, this like a... Cake uh, design. I'm I'm picturing like gold bars, but like cake versions and they've just stacked them on top of each other. So they're going to make seven layer bars. And we get a weird Brokeback Mountain reference. The best reference. Oh my God. So Tori, Tori agrees to stay and she's like, she doesn't even quote it properly. She says, please don't quit me. And Tori's like, I could never quit you. Yeah. I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah. Like, that's such a weird reference for this. Like, is Tori in love with Kate? Because I get it when it's in, like, the museum. Oh, yeah. Because the joke is, like, gay cowboys. And there's no reason for it to be in this film. So, we go to the hunt and we get the Pokemon Go song. Did they create an app just to do this hunt? They they 100% did, yes. Who's funding this? Like, is is it an official school event? No, because all of the adults clearly know what it is and treat it like it's, like, a bad thing. Like lowest common denominator. It's pure wholesome fun. It's not like you're going, huh, punch a homeless man in the face. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything dangerous particularly. I, I imagine most of these kids have portable chargers just to be safe, but, like... It's really convenient that, like, for the rest of the night, we don't see anyone, like, running behind with their phone being plugged into a portable charger. like, oh, my God, I've got 2% left. Yeah. It's really convenient. But, like, also everyone's out here looking like they're going to a festival. Yeah. So we get that body positivity moment, even though this arc has nothing to do with this version of the, the musical. Yeah. Now, if I was that bowling alley, I would be really miffed like when kids just like jumping on the pool tables because that's what destroys the felt and like all these kids are getting concussions by throwing themselves into the bowling pins like they're going to lose a license so they must have paid for this but how 
Who's giving them the money for this? Have they had to buy into the hunt? Because again, the ending of the hunt, they show up in this big theatre that they've booked I out. I it was the school theater. No, it's like I said, the Orpheum. So it must be like the town theatre. Mm. So like they've booked out this theatre, which is really expensive because like you've got the red velvet staircase with all the carpet and like, how are they affording this? Oh, and of course they're stealing items. Like, it's I so weird. The, the items that you have to physically collect and bring, other than we'll get onto the sand yeah. timer, he's obviously put there, or you have to return in the morning. Yeah. But the, I think there must be some kind of fund for it. It's weird. Like, like you must have to pay for the app or something yeah it just it's one of those things like especially then if you paid for it surely as a parent you'd be like you would know about this in advance so surely Elle would have been like Elle doesn't have a job we never see Elle work or, or talk about her job no so and the mum makes a joke about you can see what it's like to have a job exactly so she's had so where she got the money from clearly mum was aware that she was paying for the hunt Unless you could just pay at school. Yeah. I like, don't know. you just give Adam ten bucks and it's fine. Yeah. You're, like, in. So we kind of get the reverse of Kaytel and Adam. Mm. Like, with MacGuffin Mike kind of flirting with L. Kate. Yeah. I'm really glad that at no point in this does he try anything. But it becomes very it becomes very jarring that he doesn't because he should be all hands on with his future wife. Right. I don't know whether it's like cut, but I don't think it's in the stage show either. Why would you not just say to him we should not be together tonight? Mm. It's the wedding night. I feel like it will be bad. Oh my luck. god, yeah, they're gonna have slept in the same bed together as well. No, because she's in the bridal room the next day. Fine, fair. But like, you know, and it's the same, like Adam and Kaytel's flirtation is weird. And it just comes across creepy because they're flirting. Like the end of Go, when you see them singing at each other, it's kind of weird because it's like, huh, Kate's lusting after this teenage boy. Yeah. Well, but she's not I, supposed to be. She's I know supposed she's to be not. just thinking like, oh, what a great kid. I know she's not. But I think the, I think in filming this, sometimes the director has forgotten that's not Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. So MacGuffin Mike says that Kate is too hard on Elle. Mm-hmm. And helps her overcome five years of grief no is the first person in five years to tell her that it's okay to grieve it felt very much like a very cathartic moment at that point in time it did feel like an easy fix like huh you no longer miss your dad oh wow i no longer miss my dad it's not like that (laughs) no i know because there's more to it later but in that moment it did kind of feel a little bit like that yeah so, Mrs. Time should not give up that timer when Savannah comes to it. She should just have to be like, huh, you're a child. Go away. What are you going to do to Instead, me? she's just like... Off you go. Instead, she's like, please don't sue me. Take my dad timer. Well, and especially if the hunt... All of the other things that you have to find on the hunt are, like, legal. Yes. Right. 
except for this timer that you either have to buy or steal because Mrs. Time knows nothing about this. No. Clearly. However... To be fair, Adam doesn't know about it. He's just been told to put it on and like... So that he's she got can no, find it. He's got no, no idea where it is. It might be like on the furthest outskirts of the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, this is a he's really... He's had like an hour to find it before the hunt starts. Yeah, he too. won't have found it. It's a really weird moment. Like they destroy Mrs. Time's livelihood. That business is out. Like, I'm sorry. All of her clocks have been destroyed. She's lost. You think this antique clock shop was doing really well before? No, exactly. She doesn't have the money to like (laughs) to repair all of this. Yeah. All she's got is like. I think it's Carl says we'll pay for this. Yeah. No way. He's a teenager. Do you do you know how much a grandfather clock costs? No. They can't pay for this. I don't actually know how much a normal clock would cost. They can't afford this. No way. Fair enough. They all end up working for free in Mrs. Time's shop. Yeah, time waits for no man. (laughs) So, suddenly it's Saturday and I feel like I've kind of been conned. I was promised a Freaky Friday, Mm -hmm. not like a scandalous Saturday. The scandal is that she's now dating her stepdad. The the scandal is that we're actually watching Beetlejuice and we've got the ending with creepy old guy. Here comes the bride, here comes the bride. Yeah. I don't feel like they've learned that much at this point. Like, so I'm kind of like, okay, so they're going to like say, I, there's no place like my body. There's no place like my body. There's no place like my body as they hold the, the lamp thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to go fine. I'm like, they've not really learned their lesson, have they? Like they're getting on better, but there's still issues here that they need to resolve. And it doesn't work. I'm thinking, ah, mm-hmm. oh, okay, there's still a lesson to be learned. That or Fletcher just needs to say like, Hoka's Hoka's. Yeah. or something to, to like, make the magic activate yes but i really like that they sing they take a really deep breath and then they sing just one verse of one verse just one day which is like and we walk to each other's shoes and we understand now and it doesn't work and then instantly kate is like were you concentrating properly it's like (laughs) yes mom thank you but then we have this really nice moment where they're like huh i'm lost 30 years of my life and I'm like huh Kate wins in this situation she's like yeah. she gets to be young and she gets to go to uni but then she's like oh god all those horrible things I've got to do again all of the things that were awful because like she's got to act like she's not really disappointed she's like yes mm. yes I could do everything again I won't have to have kids I'm free screw this family I'm free but you know she's going to be the one that raises Fletcher <laughs> she can't if they got stuck in each other's She's got bodies, a new lease on life. She's not sticking around to help with Fletcher. If they actually got stuck in each other's bodies, She's going to let her daughter marry her fiancé and let them raise Fletcher. Leave. And she's going to run away from home and be like, I hate your, your fiancé. I'm starting afresh. Like, she's acting like she's going to help. Which means Ellie in Kate's body gets actually put in a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they start walking down the aisle. And... I really like her dress and her little gold belt thing. Yeah, they both look Fairness. gorgeous. Like the, the, the dressing for both of them is great. And we She ha- wears black to her mum's wedding. And she's like, I like this dress on you. Meaning so, not at all, but I'm going to be nice about it. They're about to get married and Ellie Kate says, no, 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 no. And she talks about her dead dad and Fletcher, you get a shot of Fletcher. She's just like, yeah, dad's dead. He doesn't look sad. Like this kid... 
But if he's like six, that means like he's never really met his dad. No, like, he, he was like a baby. He's just like, yeah. I think he's eight. Yeah, well, still, he, he just like nods. He's like, yeah, sucked when dad died. It's just so weird. Like, you don't show him feeling it's like, like a... <laughs> yeah, I've been told that it sucked when dad died. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, so now they're learning things. And I have a real issue with this. Like, okay. I've enjoyed We're this. We're learning things in front of our entire crowd. Of- <laughs> like, yeah, but it gets worse. But, and, and I'm not saying this to be like, oh, this is a bad film, because I enjoyed it for what it was. But mm. this is a serious bad choice that they've not thought through. So, A, can no one who is sat there see this glowing sand? I think only they can see it. Right, okay. So this makes the next bit even worse. Because once all the magic's done... They swap they've swapped places. They're standing where their previous avatars were. Mm-hmm. So like, has, and no one reacts to it. There's no like, what? Because presumably they've literally just been standing there looking at this weird sand timer that's there for no inexplicable reason. And then yeah. suddenly like out of, it literally just must be like a pop. It just literally must be a, a kind of blink and you've missed it type weird thing. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Like Ellie is stood where Kate was and, Kate said where Ellie was. Yeah, when and they changed the first time, they didn't swap no, physical they didn't. places. They didn't. And McGuffin Mike is souls. just like, huh, I nearly married my stepdaughter. <laughs> he does the. He still doesn't even bat an eyelid. When Whitney Houston appears. Oh. The pasta bowl. <laughs> Hello. It's I just. Like, oh, magic. Excellent. I really. I think he's, he's, he's I would the love least to watch, fussed. Yeah, I would love to watch this film through like musical mashes, mind. Like the way he was like, ah! <laughs> I just scream anytime any magic like, happens. Any, like I just would love musical mash to be playing Mike and just be like the swappy just goes, Ah <laughs> <laughs> We love you. We love you musical mash. We do, but it's just it's so stupid that no one's reacting. Mm. They're just like, huh. Even her friends, her friends are there. I know, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And they like what were they thinking? I'm like, sorry, somebody needed to say to the directors, like, you realise this doesn't work. Like... Yeah, they didn't swap places at the beginning, so it doesn't make any any sense for them yeah. to swap now, because it's their souls that are swapping bodies. Exactly. It's, it's, it's their, not their bodies that are doing anything. I know, it's just weird. Like, okay. MacGuffin Mike is probably <laughs> thinking, what the hell kind of family am I marrying into? Like, They can all do time. magic. <laughs> oh my god. Like, what's going on here? Psych, this is actually Wizards of Waverly Place. Am I going to swap places with Fletcher? I don't want to live that nerd's lifestyle. There's a a manga series that did get turned into an anime called Detective Conan. And the premise of it is this, like, 18-year-old who's a genius and is working as a private detective. told me about this, yeah. Gets turned into, like, a five- or six-year-old. And, but he still has his adult genius brain. That is what would happen it's if Detective Mike Pichu. became Butcher. Yeah, yeah, basically, except he gets turned into a child. Yeah. So we then get a really nice shot of all the family happy. Mm. But the great thing about this shot is it's like we've got MacGuffin, Mike, Kate and Elle all happy. You can't see Fletcher. <laughs> can't see Fletcher. He's not tall enough. <laughs> I know, and it's so funny. It's like this should be a really nice moment for the whole family, but not Fletcher. But not Fletcher. <laughs> we don't care about you now. You are only useful when you are missing. Right. Okay, so then we get at last it's me. Mm. Oh no, because Adam shows up first and they were like, 
Your mum's like, I invited another guest for you. It's actually for her. Here's your present. Here's... I want to watch. She's going to live vicariously. Yeah, 100%. Like, she's going to have the door ajar and she's going to peer in through the crack of the door and just be like... Basically. Yes, kiss my daughter. Ugh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're only kissing her because she felt... No. <laughs> no. It's weird. It's so weird. Like, because imagine... If you're, if you are L, are you not thinking like, was it today that maybe like imagine if she's why like, does he now fancy me? Well, yeah. he must have always fancied, but imagine if they're but like she didn't know that. But imagine, right? Imagine later on down the line, and she turns and it's like, well, what? When, when, when did, did you, you realize? And he's like, oh, well, you know that day, but it was the day of the hunt. You know, before your mum's wedding, there was just something about you that day that was just you so, were just so different. You were so that, that was the person I fell in love with. <laughs> this relationship oh, is doomed to yeah, fail it's not romantic they're gonna break up just before they go to college and he's gonna be like you're just not the person i thought you were when we fell in and love and she's gonna come back from college to find that mum has ditched mcguffin mike, mike. <laughs> to be with the sequel i like freaky he, friday the he's like bum. i'd like you to meet your new daddy mm-hmm. yeah freaky friday too hit us up we'll write a great script for it so yeah i love this song and it's just brilliant like her voice and her dance are great her vibe this song is just was brilliant. written for this film it this is a it deep goes on song. T- it goes on too long like yeah. it's kind of it's, it's the credit song why it just kind of she sings it and then we get a reprise of it and then we get the credits like we could have just cut it when like fletcher's like i want to be your boyfriend come with me yeah basically and then there's a weird shot where she throws her phone up in the air. I'm sorry, no teenage uh, girl. There's a weird shot where he makes Presto actually disappear. I missed that. <laughs> oh, was that when, like, I'm assuming, like, McGuffin Mike's dad was, like... Was, like, sitting having the magic done. Yeah. yeah. And the But the thing is on the... Was it the sand timer? The was sand timer is sat on the table next to it. <laughs> And he puts the he puts Presto in the hat, and Presto actually disappears. <laughs> Where does he disappear to? They swap like... bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you just get Fletcher <laughs> hopping off in the background. Like just to sit there, like I'm gonna get eaten. What's happening? No, the other shot is it's potentially inside the sand timer. <laughs> Presto shrunk and is now like in the sand. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know this it sounds drowning. like we've been drinking, but we haven't. We honestly haven't. Um, and yeah, we get like a weird shot of her throwing her phone in the air and like, yeah, no teenage girl is going to throw their phone like that. She throws her phone in the air and then the rest of the shot of the song reacts as if we are watching through the lens of her phone. Yeah. But like really high quality. And so the phone gets thrown up in the air and then as it. As where it should start coming down from. It it's just stuck it on It doesn't this. come down because we're now the camera. <laughs> Presto's up there and it's just yeah, it's it. Presto. Um, <laughs> but the camera comes down and then it moves around her and now she's singing and dancing to the camera. Can you feel a brand new day? It's a freaky Friday. Amazing. Iconic. And that's Freaky Friday. Yeah. So, right. (sighs) What did you think? This is such a weird film. Right. You obviously had a great time. I don't like a lot of it. Like, I love the performances in it. I think it's really fun. But I feel like the decom 
stuff has dragged it down a little bit. Mm. It's it... lost a lot of the potential it had. Yeah, I feel like had I watched this cast on stage, like had this been a Newsies, yes, I feel like it would have been better. Like there was a moment I turned to you when during I've got this and Elle's coming to school and I was like, is that green screened? And you're like, no, that's how on location. It's like, it just looks like she's on a green screen. Yeah. And there's different moments with, with like the sound recording and like with the, I've got this phantom singers in the background. They're just different moments where it comes across really weird and like underdeveloped. Yeah, I know. What I you had mean. a blast watching it. Like, I'm glad you had a good time. Like it, and I did react to a few things. I'm like, oh, the thing getting broken like, and the cake so going upset. in Tori's face. I was like, oh, because you know, like that kind of thing is cringe, and it certainly elicited a response. I've enjoyed this evening. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, I've enjoyed it more than had we watched South Pacific, but you definitely more at than the if same we watched time. The film. It feels like it's got like just this this air of cheap to it like i thought it would as a decom yeah you've got an amazing cast and you've tried to get these really good locations but you've also made some really like you said it took months but i wouldn't have been surprised if it if it had taken two weeks yeah and that's not a detriment to the cast because they performed it so well but i just feel like some of the directing decisions and the editing decisions are cheap and just like great next shot and they're like um do you not want to do it again like nope great shot let's go Great shot, we need to leave. Yeah, it just, there's certain moments in it that are very weird. Mm. Who is your MVP? Heidi Blickenstaff, I love her. I'm actually going to say it's, it's Elle. Yeah. Because I think, I think it's easier to be a grown woman playing a teenager pretending to be it and just like acting Ham it up, yeah. yeah. Whereas Cozy has like become a mature one i feel like that's difficult because you have no, acting upwards yeah, yeah acting upwards you have no basis for it. at least when you do blood brothers you've mm-hmm. been a kid or you've been around kids it's easier yeah but i get it. it it's more difficult to become calmer and i've always liked that in free for like i think the the version i watch of Lindsay lohan and jamie lee curtis they both did it amazingly and they both did it amazingly here but i always think like the credit has to go to the Lindsay Lohan or the cozy Zuelstorf. Yeah. Because you've got to work harder mm-hmm. for that. Like, to be the parent in this kind of requires you to not take yourself seriously and just ham it up and make physical jokes. Yeah. The acting comes really from, from the the teenager in this one. Yeah. Because that's the real fish out of water. So, I get that. Yeah. What is your best song in this version? I've really got six songs, really. I really like I Got This because that goes... Anytime I have a day where I'm like... It's like an anxious day for me or I'm just not feeling great about something, like if I've got a big meeting or something. I sing That song works for me. Yeah, that's fair. And just the, like, I've got this, I've got this. Yeah. I can see what to do for me to be you. I got this. Because, yeah. like... I have this mentality of like professional me. Yeah, no, that's can cool. I've got that. I, I get that. Yeah. I there were only like six songs in this. Like I'm not counting the reprises, mm. so it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I've said my best song was Pokemon Go. Go where you never thought you'd go. They could use that song as an advert for Pokemon Go. They absolutely could. Like they're it's on a scavenger the, hunt. They've got to catch them all. It's not the finding; it's the searching. Especially because this would have been written with Pokemon Go existing. Yeah. 
definitely. I think that's it. kind of a reference with the hunt, though. Yeah, should not be like, let's go do some raids and gather yeah. some Mewtwo. First one to get the shiny legendary wins for sure. What's your mess song? I've rebranded it because I don't like worst song. I always feel like it's negative. What's your mess song that you're just kind of like, hmm, it exists? Mm. Hmm. Parents lie. Yeah. I, I, I did not like it. Like, it's my skip song. Like, I felt the songs in this were good and I could add them to a playlist and I would enjoy them. Yeah. I feel like this one is very well performed. Like, Heidi has done such an amazing job with it. And it's a really good song. And again, she's performed it with the vulnerability of a teenage girl coming through these realisations. Mm. And that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I just feel like it's a song I'd skip because it's too depressing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not got, you know... If I wanted a depressing musical to this, like, this is up there with Jamie is over and Jamie is gone. Yes. <laughs> but this isn't something that I could have in the car and be like, yeah, this is a bop. Because I'd be like, oh... Maybe I just should stop driving and, and sit down for a moment. Yeah, I know what you mean. And that's how I consume most of my 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 Spotify nowadays, either in the car or at the gym. And if I'm running to this, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to run to this. So, yeah. I like that we call it a skip song because it's not that it's a song we dislike. It's just well, if I was going to listen to this whole playlist... I probably would skip that song. The difference is there are songs that we have covered in musicals so far that I did actively dislike. Hmm. And therefore, for me, they aren't skip songs. They're songs that I just, if I never heard again, I'd be You wouldn't put it on your playlist, yeah. This is is a different one because I feel like the songs are all serviceable and work within this. But this is just, I'm kind of met on it. It's a skip song. It's a mess song. Mm Mm-hmm. I, for once, only have kind of like one role that I really feel I can play. Is it the head teacher? I was going to say Adam. Like this, <laughs> the thing yeah. is, with those teachers, you could cast them with any gender. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And the same with Tori. I feel like Tori doesn't have to be a female. Yeah. Do you know who played Tori in the, in the stage show? The original actress who played Christmas Eve. Well, you obviously wouldn't want to play... A male actor in that role. I wouldn't yeah. want to play McGuffin-like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously you can't be Fletcher. I could be Fletcher. I could just do a pull a Lord Farquaad. Yeah, we'll get you some tiny legs. I I mean I, I think said, you'd be a good Adam. I I I, I guess Adam. Yeah. Adam doesn't. If you do had much the either. choice, right? Adam, like, if you could play, he's MacGuffin Adam as well. Yeah, basically. Would you rather play the teenager playing upwards or the parent playing, playing downwards? Like, I'd rather play a teenager playing upwards. Yeah. Because you'd have more fun as well, like, when you're staring at an older a- actor and being like, huh, you go to your room, you're grounded. Like, yeah. it that would be more fun. And, like, mm-hmm. the kind of reacting and being around all your friends who have come and, like, and you're just like, huh, you're um, kind of not acting right. Yeah. You should you not have more respect for yourself. How? Why aren't you dressing, like, like that? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, like well, like Jack Black. Like, yeah. I, I would love to play Dewey Finn, but like, because mm-hmm. he's the, just a kid. Yeah, but the fun in this one is is playing upwards and not yeah. playing downwards. Yeah. Who would you want to play? I would want to be the mum. So is that so? I, in this, you want to? I be... want to be Heidi Blickenstaff. Yeah. Because I she think she is fantastic. Getting like, to just be like dorky and that physical the whole time yeah. would be fun. I want to see more of her. Yeah. Like, this is the first time I've seen her. I I wish 
there was something a, rotten. a good recording of something rotten yeah. that I could show you because I love her in that. Yeah, I feel like she's a fantastic performer and I'm surprised I've not heard more from her. Hmm. I, I gave this one two and a half stars. Oh, cool. That's like, like manageable. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I certainly wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. I would watch if if we ever got a chance to see Freaky Friday in, in its full form. I feel like I, I could unbottle that. This certainly has potential as a show. I think Disney have done themselves a disservice by doing an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know the reasons for it, and I'm sure there's a really good logic for it, but when it's yeah. on their channel and they set the schedule, like, I'm sorry, Disney Channel haven't got that much, like, pressing things for the UK. Oh, no, I'm going to miss a repeat of Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> How not- dare you? <laughs> no, but do, you, do you get what I mean? Like, at this point, it's not like... yeah. You're, 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 you're going to miss out that much if you just lose an extra half an hour. I suppose so. Like, I just, I feel they've done it a disservice because it's felt rushed. Mm-hmm. And you've got such a capable cast that you're 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 letting them down. Yeah. So I, I think I want more of the kind of narrative to develop. Like, why is, why is mum, like, disappointed in her daughter? Like, because sometimes it just comes across like she's not enough of a girl for her. And I'm not this here for that. One of the lines that they've changed in, in the opening number in this, Just One Day, yeah. is I know she wants a daughter who is pretty thin and smart, mm. which obviously they've changed for the actress, but also because they've done away with their body positivity plot line. And it just is so weird and interesting because I don't think at any point she is saying that to her. No, but it, I think this version it comes across like all the only act to grind Kate has is that Ellie is a not enough of a daughter for her. Like she's she feels like she isn't trying hard enough. Yeah, but like I'd like more to that. Like I, I get the sense of why Ellie is kind of miffed. It's like you're not there for me. All you care about is your your kind of new fiance and your business and you're not there for me and why are you moving on from dad yeah and i get that mm. so I, I would like more of the narrative i think the songs need to sound better in this like the yeah. songs are good i like the songs but there's some weird choices when you complement it with what you're showing me on film mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird the songs are beautifully sang like they are so talented like put this cast on Broadway, and had this been like Newsies, I'm sure I'd be giving it a five star. Yeah. Or a four star. Like, I'm sure it would be higher. But I just mm-hmm. think it's Disney not getting fully behind and kind of just being like, well, we've got the license, you might as well do something with it. Yeah. There's no passion in this project from from the producers, I think. Like, it's a box ticking exercise. Sure. But for the cast, it they are filled with passion. Mm-hmm. And it shows. And it's a really good story, and they've done a really good job with it. Yeah. I like it. What? I'm glad you enjoyed it. Are we going to watch next week? Next week we are watching a musical that involves Cher. Burlesque? Yeah. Cool. Have you ever, what do you know about Burlesque? That's got Christina Aguilera in. Yes. And, and also Cher in. Kristen Bell. Oh, cool. I didn't know that she was in that. Yeah. Um, that was a Christmas release. Mm-hmm. I remember it being hyped and I also remember it being critically panned. Yes, as all things that we watch are. 
generally. I really like Burlesque. I'm hoping you're going to enjoy I, it. You've, you've thrown like a weird kind of like... This is my curveball. Curveball, like, yeah. wow. I, I, I just want to watch something with Cher in it. I love her. We watched, it's been far too long since we watched Mamma Mia 2. You're going to have to share the love. I share all the love. Just with Cher. Excellent. So we will be back next week with Burlesque. Mm-hmm. Same bat place, same bat channel. Obviously. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on mm-hmm. Spotify, on Stitcher and on Google Podcasts. You can find us on our OG host Podbean. But we are now, as of an hour before recording this, on Amazon Podcasts, mm-hmm. which is really cool. You can download, I believe it's Amazon Music, and they've now got a podcast section. And they've got a nice big follow button that's shaped like a heart. So show Excellent. us the love we have for you and click that follow and share with some friends. Yeah. We've not talked about reviews. Oh, we we're sorry. We got some amazing reviews from people and I really loved the chain that we had from people, but I am going to give a special shout out. We had a, a minor fangirl moment when musical hell. Yeah. Got, got in, in touch. Musical hell. We love you. I've been watching musical hell for what seems like a really long time. And I have the playlist of Musical Hell reviews saved on my YouTube because I go back and rewatch those episodes over and over again because we love you over in Musical Hell. We do. We were watching the... We had a difficult day the other day, like, you know, getting back into the routine of, of our jobs. Mm-hmm. It, it has been difficult. Yeah. You know, we're having a great time doing our jobs, but it has been very tiring and very draining. Mm-hmm. And we watched Musical Hell cover Rock of Ages. Oh, and it was great. It was the first time I'd smiled all day. Yeah. And it just, like, it was lovely to get, like, a response being like... Musical Hell oh. seems like the best place to be. Yeah. So a couple of decent moments, but mostly one of those things that never needs to be a musical to begin with. I, I think agree. A very musical hell response. Yes. I enjoyed it and I'm glad it exists for an hour and a half of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's changed the world. No. To be fair, I don't think it's changed the world. Well, we'll find out next week if Burlesque yeah. changed the world. Yeah. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, mm-hmm. get in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you enjoyed our special Name That Show episode that we dropped as a surprise for people let us know if you did better than danny yeah please let me know i'd love to see where i rank compared to you lovelies out there Mm -hmm. you can email us at it's a musical pod at gmail.com yep and if you want to see where all the wonderful artwork comes from you can follow me over on icarus illustration on instagram twitter and it's not icarus illustration on twitter anymore she changed it it's icarus illo yeah and TikTok, because I post all of the time lapses of how I do all of the artwork over there. Yes, give us a follow, give us a like, tell a friend, yeah. and share the love. Yes, and as usual, have a magical musical Monday. See you next week. <laughs>